advancing the Logic's logic segment number one. You know, this just isn't a, a normal scramble Friday. Oh, heavens no. This is a Super Bowl scramble Superb Friday. owl. Superb owl. Seven scramble. degrees. <clears throat> I'm worried. Why? On the one hand, the people who made this happen, the Minnesotans who made the Super Bowl happen, well, that's basically all of us for building a stadium. Sure. But, I mean, the the people who uh, have put in the hours, the the volunteers, the, the host committee, and what have you, they've they've done a hell of a job by all accounts. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? I do. The, the whole Nicollet Mall activity scene has been a big success. But, and so I'm rooting for them. On the other hand... They had to know they could not defeat nature. And we're heading now into a dreadful three days in terms of temperatures. Well, maybe. If we, we talked about this yesterday, yeah. and the, I think the whole, the whole uh, reputation of this event is going to rest, I'm being very serious now, is going to rest on how quickly they can get people into that ballpark Sunday. I was uh, at the Mall of America this morning. Right. And um, I would say 75% of the conversations that I either overheard or took part in with people not from here that were here specifically for the game dealt with the weather. Mm-hmm. At that, All they kept asking was, you know, how do you guys deal with this and things things like that. And they, they were very worried about the cool temperatures that were coming on Sunday. See, we don't need to dwell on it if, if it wasn't for the Super Bowl because this is a typical... February weekend. It's the first weekend of February. Right. It gets cold. Except how many people will they expect to be in the ballpark? What what will that hold? Seventy five thousand? No, not seventy five. I I it's sixty six and change on a normal game, and I don't remember if they added seats for the Super Bowl. Let's or call not. it sixty thousand people. Sure. And I'm serious. Their whole the, the whole memory of this thing will be based on how quickly people get in. If if people are get get in there quickly, competently, and efficiently, then there really won't be much critique to stand on that it was cold. Sure. But if if it gets if, if the security gets so burdened that it's going to take a long time, that's the lasting thing that will be told You're about exactly the Super Bowl, right. which yep. is exactly what these people who put it together did not want. I'm sure they were rooting for 40-degree days, and you get a 40-degree day now and then. A week ago today, we did. Mm-hmm. But they're rare, and they're few and far between. And now they face a really crucial test. It's bitterly cold. And it's bitterly cold by anybody's standards, including those of us who live here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian uh, has an idea, and he's, a, he's an engineer, so I, I trust his ideas. He right. sent this by email. Pass this on to your buddy Ziggy. Instead of standing outside in line, and I'm I think this is a hell of an idea, and I think they're going to have to come up with something like this. Instead of standing outside in line, line up a bunch of Metro Transit buses at the entrances to the stadium. People load onto the buses, and when the lead bus empties and pulls to the back of the line and keep the chain going. This should work. Wait, what? Huh? Line up Metro Transit buses that are running and heated. Yeah. Okay, and all the people waiting in line get on the bus. The people on the first bus get out, okay. go up, and get in. That bus pulls away. The second bus pulls up. When they get the signal, all those people get out and go in. I'm telling you, the whole 
the whole stamp of this thing is going to rest on how quickly people get in that stadium. I, I don't disagree with that. I, I, I actually think that that is going to happen. But to do it, that, that's a logistics nightmare, though. Is that more of a logistics nightmare than a, than a snaking line the 12 blocks long of people getting frostbite? Well, it is because no, I, I don't even... No, we're in the stadium with buses. I don't even know if the buses can get near there yeah, because yeah, all yeah. of that's sectioned off. You got you can, you can get you in can, there? You can get them. You can get. It. Well, I don't know what more uh, 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 clarion call we can we can issue. <laughs> the people that got this far uh, have obviously thought of everything, and they're obviously thinking of that. I haven't been near the stadium in a while. Oh, well, actually, I, I, I take that back. I was by there last Saturday. Could they set up some temporary structures where people would, instead of waiting outside, being subjected to the elements and the winds, the biggest factor? Could they be in a a, a partially enclosed that's a, area. That's a, that's a wonderful idea. While and they again, waited in line? And again, the people who got the Super Bowl this far presumably have been thinking about this. Sure. Because if you're, you know, if you're in a, like, let's say a, a covered area with a bunch of people, it'll be warm enough. Because the national news reports, no matter what website you go to, whether it's the New York Times, CNN, LA Times, whatever, they're already, and it's front page story on, on many of these sites, they're already saying this will be the coldest ever Super Bowl ever played, even though it's indoors. Mm-hmm. It'll be the coldest temperature at which a Super Bowl has been played. And so you know perfectly well that if these fans don't get in there, that's going to be the only story told to this nation. And that's not the story the, the the good-hearted souls who put right. this together want to be told. And I think we can rely on those good-natured Philadelphia Eagles fans to handle it yeah. very well. well. I think the ones, like we were saying, the ones that throw full beer cans are probably not the ones who are here. Um, You know what, though? I saw a couple guys today mm-hmm. with the Eagle jerseys on. I, I, would, I would bet that they would throw a beer can at somebody yeah. out at the mall. And then, then I don't know what role alcohol will play because alcohol is deceptive in cold weather. You you think you're invincible because you feel warm, right? And all you're doing is slowly dying. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's just not the way to go. No, it really isn't. Other than that, how is everything? Pretty good. Timberwolves won handily. Yeah. And I I, I will continue to insist that I don't pretend to understand uh, the way they play. Uh, they to to to, uh, to manhandle the Bucks like that after uh, losses on the road. I I'm sorry. They are a much better team at home than they are on the road. I think that's very. Maybe safe they need to celebrities say. in the audience. Oh. Maybe they need Floyd May- Floyd Mayweather at rinkside. I didn't see many. Curbside, I didn't what have, do you call it courtside. Courtside. Yeah. Were there a lot of celebrity sightings in last night's ball game? Yeah, and some uh, some rappers and uh, sure people with very expensive watches. And uh, and they were they were there. Yeah. So you're saying Ticket King got paid last night on the secondary market? And I would imagine tomorrow night will even be more significant in terms of the celebrity outpouring. Sure. Well, you got a wild game tonight at the Vegas at the Wild. Yeah. Will we make it our make it over to St. Paul? Who's we? You know, if you're in town for the game, the big game. Oh, that you 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 can't get a ticket. <laughs> Oh, how would you get a ticket? We can get him on the street. By the way, I think Tommy Barrett, Volcanus Rex in 2004, I think he'll be calling us. The Vulcans have some mischief planned tonight. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Do we need to be worried? I am uh, I am amazed, and I think I'm pleased. I think I'm pleased. To the best of my knowledge, uh, the Vulcans have not uh, crossed the river. No. 
You're right. And I don't know whether to applaud that or or to be disappointed. Well, maybe they just know that that's the way to go about their business, mm-hmm. given that the Super Bowl's in town. We'll ask him about that in sure. the event he calls. Now he was. We were supposed to have him on yesterday, but he was traveling, or what was the story? He's taking time off from his day job to be a limo driver. He was at Paisley <laughs> Park last night till 2 a.m. <laughs> uh, I had a talk with him this morning. He's, I, uh... I have a buddy <clears throat> that uh, took up an Uber position uh-huh. just so that he could uh, drive Eagle fans. He was one of those guys that wanted to drive right. Eagle fans to the wrong spot. Oh, okay. I said, aren't you taking this a little bit too far? He's like, I'll show them. Oh, I think that is taking a little I too said, far. I said, man, you you got to find a hobby. 646-8255-877-615-1500. We'll be back in a moment. Uh, yes, sir, Inge, you have a point to make. Uh, yeah, on this bus I, I thing that you opened up with, um, uh, check this out. We have a tough enough time uh, leaving sleeping kids on school buses. Are you going to tell me we're going to be any more effective with inebriated Super Bowl fans? Check this out. <laughs> check this out. You mean to tell me <laughs> that procedures might not be followed? No, I think you might leave a few in the back of the bus if you know what I mean. I think what you're talking about is you'd find some sleepers. I think, uh, well, sleepers, uh, or you could use another another yeah. word for uh, uh, unconscious. I got you. All right, thank you. Could you imagine if you're the guy that spent four grand on a ticket to the game and you fell asleep? Slept it off bus. on a Metro Transit <laughs> bus. Uh, Mike? Yeah, hi, Joe. This is Mike. Um, Hail flashlight king. Hail you. Um, apparently, on the news the last couple of days, they've been telling people, go to the Mall of America. Yeah. Go through security at the Mall of America. Okay. Get on the choo-choo train, and they'll chug-chug-chug you right to downtown Minneapolis to the game, and you don't have to go through security. What will uh, What will alert the people at the gates that you've already been through security? I guess certain trains will be marked, I would assume, but that's what they're saying, that they, that they're setting up a security system at the mall. Mm-hmm. It sounds Orwellian. Yeah, yeah, and then load you in the trains. That's not good. Mm. No, but, I'm, yep. I'm getting bad imagery. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Okay. All right. Hail the Volk! Hail you! Hail, Hail the Volk! <laughs> what, what, hey, I got to ask you something. I was just mentioning it before. Have have the boys gone over to Minneapolis? The boys have not. See, so I don't know whether know. to be happy about that or disappointed. I think I'm happy. Well, yes, you should be because we think we got a lot of great things going on in St. Paul, Vulcan Stowe Park, at the fairgrounds, obviously the Ice Palace. Everything's happening in St. Paul. Okay, tell us what mischief you have planned tonight. This is unbelievable. Everybody knows we got the Ice Palace and Rice Park, but everybody likes the colors. Well, tonight we got the whole Vulcan organization, not just the guys on the street on Laverne, but all of them will be rolling down 7th Street with hot air, flames spewing out along 7th Street. We roll in the Rice Park about 7.30, and we're going to paint that baby red. Ooh, that's mischief. And we got hot air balloons that are going to bring the heat. They're going to feel the heat all the way up at the Capitol. 
That's fantastic. Now, you're not supposed to do the raid yet. That's next weekend. No, but the history is a little ceremonial confrontation, we'll call it. We don't like conflict, but we're going to just show the people of St. Paul that the Vulcans, even though it's cold, we haven't lost our focus. So they're going to hit it hard. Uh, Rumor is we will expect an appearance by Boreas and his guards, maybe shove them off to the side for a week, which we can do. Right, right. But bet the house the following week. The Vulcans will do what they need to do. It'll be the end of Carnival. They're welcoming the spring. Police, police escort down 7th? Yes. We oh. uh, almost find us just because of the number of trucks we got rolling and knowing there's crowd control. So we're going to do it right. Uh, shout out to the St. Paul PD, the finest, for helping us out. It's not like they don't have other things going out of the city, but... Uh, they want to protect uh, the great crew and the citizens of St. Paul. So if you're along 7th Street, uh, about 710-ish, uh, you'll be seeing the trucks coming and, and big flames down 7th Street. All right, thank and you. Like I said, we got, we got four hot air balloons parked right behind the ice pals. All right. It'll be shooting flames. So hail you guys. I'll check in with you later. All righty, Joe. All right, very good. Hail the Volk. They're up to something. Do they realize there's a wild game tonight? I was just thinking the same thing. <laughs> West 7th will be a festive place tonight. Punxsutawney Phil has oh, seen a shadow. That's bad, right? That's six more weeks of winter. Uh, uh, the announcement was made this morning. Uh, six more weeks of winter weather are expected. You know, in reality, Phil's prediction is decided ahead of time? No. Yeah, it's uh, by the group up on Gobbler's Knob. Uh, which is a tiny hill just uh, mm-hmm. outside of Punxsutawney. That's about 65 miles north and east of Pittsburgh. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. Uh, spectators bundled up, and they had music going and the whole deal. It was uh, it was 11 degrees in uh, Punxsutawney this morning. That's brisk. The records dating to 1887 show that this rat rodent uh, predicting more winter 103 times while forecasting an early spring just 18 times. No records exist for the remaining years. And do you know that this rodent, Punxsutawney Phil, uh, has an inner circle? No, he's got a posse. He's got people. Wow. Yeah. Uh, these are the guys in top hats. They're not random. They're called the inner circle. They're responsible for planning the events. If you think things get raucous at a winter carnival, for example, <laughs> I can't imagine what this must be like. You should cover one. Oh, boy. <laughs> Phil's predictions are 100% accurate, uh, they say. The predictions are actually wrong more than they're right, but the Punxsutawney Groundhog, Groundhog Club notes that the predictions aren't geographically specific, so if Phil predicts a long winter, that's probably true somewhere. Somewhere, yeah, that's, right. Uh, you know what they say? Close enough. That's right. Phil is basically immortal. It's been the same Punxsutawney Phil for all 132 years of the tradition. That's uh, 15 times longer than the upper end of a groundhog's typical life. That's an old groundhog. Club members say they make him immortal by feeding him the groundhog punch every year. Oh, you got to have the groundhog punch. In other words, it's a groundhog that's hammered when it comes out of the hole. Where's that sun? Where's the sun? Uh, club members say Phil can communicate. They call it Groundhog Ease and uh, say Phil communicates his predictions to the current president of the inner circle. Uh, I think he's got a rival, too. Somebody in Jersey, no. you know, Larry or somebody who uh, who had the opposite reaction this morning and predicted an early uh, summer 
arrival. I'm trying to see what a groundhog sounds like. See if well, I can get you some groundhog noise. I'm not sure they uh, they make much noise. I have a lot of Super Bowl notes that we've got to get to. You got nuggets. Well, I, have, I do have nuggets thanks to... Uh, I've got nuggets that I'm going to save thanks to Al Horseman. Some incredible nuggets. Oh, wait. Mm-hmm. I, I believe, yes, I think I found some groundhog audio. Are you ready? I am. Yeah. All right, here we go. This is from uh, the Nature Channel. All right. Alan! Al! Alan! Yeah, I don't think it's Amy now. Alan! 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 It's a picture of a groundhog Alan. appearing to say Alan. Alan! Alan! Alan, Alan. Alan help. Is John Height ready? Boy, I sure hope so. Uh, he's got all the news that's fit to broadcast on this, a Super Bowl Scramble Friday. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. It's sunny and 7 degrees. This update brought to you by MetaFast. Uh, the Timberwolves with an easy win last night over Milwaukee at the Target Center. They're right back at it tomorrow night. New Orleans in town for a game Saturday evening. Wild in action tonight. They're playing Vegas at the Excel Energy Center. Nino Niederreiter will be back from his ankle injury for that game. Randy Moss finds out tomorrow if he makes it into the Pro Football Hall of Fame on his first try. What's Randy think about that? He says it's kind of like you're going into court and you're sitting in front of the jury. Your fate's in their hands. Moss told that to reporters yesterday. He After said, having mowed down a uh, traffic officer. No, I don't think he did <laughs> oh, that okay. last night. That was a couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He added, so I don't have no control over it. I don't have a vote. Well, I, what I will do Saturday is just stay around close family and friends <laughs> and just wait it out. The Hall of Fame announcement is uh, happening tomorrow as part of the week of fanfare leading up to Super Bowl 52 here. Of course, in Minnesota. I predict he will eventually get in, but I do not think he will be elected on the first ballot. I do. You do think he will mm-hmm. get in? Really? Mm-hmm. He should be. And mm-hmm. I'm no Viking fan. Oh, I, I agree. He should be. But the way that the NFL voting system works, I just they always say, well, no one can go in on the first ballot. Ah. News notes from today. A GOP memo alleging surveillance abuses by the FBI has been released, intensifying the fight between the White House, Republican lawmakers on one side, and the nation's top law enforcement agency on the other side. President Trump had approved release of the memo without restrictions this morning. He told reporters in the Oval Office, I think it's a disgrace what's happening in our country. A lot of people should be ashamed of themselves and much worse than that. But it's a Republican written memo. Mm -hmm. It is. The FBI has said... (laughs) That's problematic for me. There's a supposedly going to be a Democratic response, but uh, they're not sure if they're. But going I want to be on that. record as agreeing with other people who dispute uh, the behavior of Trump, as it might have been revealed in the so-called dossier, the so-called golden showers thing. Right. Uh, I don't buy it, and I'm. An, I, other people on the radio have said this. He's he's a germ freak. Uh, there's no way he's going for that. FBI. That's all I had. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. FBI has said it had grave concerns about well, the contents. Well, I mean, contents. think about it. He's a, he, you know, he, he, he puts a napkin over his water glass. He's a germ freak. He's Howard Hughes. You think he's going to put up with the, the other stuff? Uh, and I don't think so. Probably not. No. FBI has said it has grave concerns that the contents of the memo leave Who in out- the hell would, by the way? That's the most uh, well, odd thing I've ever heard. Yeah, it's just I, terrible. You know what? Uh, None of us protested when you said it. But A wise man once told me that uh, there's a lot of stuff going on out there that yeah. uh, we don't know a whole <laughs> there lot really about. There really is. There really is. 
FBI says it has grave concerns that the contents of the memo uh, leave out important details and create an inaccurate portrait of the work they did. You didn't you didn't ask that quizzically, like uh, of interest. You just were curious. Yeah, in not, I don't yeah, want okay. an answer. I just wanted to be clear. No, <laughs> got no, it. No. No word yet from the FBI or FBI Director Christopher Wray. He was appointed last June by President Trump, and sources said the director may resign if the memo was released. Why is it called golden? Well, don't even go there. Democratic leadership had a warning to President Trump after the memo release, (laughs) saying that using the memo to fire Special Counsel Robert Mueller or Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein would create what they called a constitutional crisis not seen since the Nixon administration and his Saturday night massacre. A top advisor says governor, uh, former governor Tim Pawlenty has scheduled a meeting with his inner circle as he nears a decision on whether to run for governor. Pawlenty's possible entry has been the source of speculation for months. He would likely be the immediate favorite among Republicans if he gets in. He ruled out running for former Senator Al Franken's seat last month. Pawlenty has largely been out of the spotlight since leaving office in 2011 and a failed 2012 presidential bid. Former spokesman Brian McClung confirmed yesterday that Pawlenty is actively considering a run, and he will meet February 12th with aides and advisors to talk about the race. Pawlenty is the last Republican to win a statewide election in Minnesota. We've got a little bit of a make-a-move on 35E at Pennsylvania Avenue. I believe that is the northbound lane. We've got some police activity. It looks like, what do you see, Johnny? Six squad cars? That would be just leaving St. Paul? Yeah. I'm trying to get some clarification, but uh, that uh, she looks slow going. As it yeah, at that point, they can only be north and southbound lanes. Right, and there's a couple lanes that uh, there is no traffic in whatsoever All because right. of these squads. So, a woman was killed last night after she was hit by a vehicle in Minneapolis, according to police. A release from the police department said the incident occurred around 8:30 last night at West 54th Street and Penn Avenue South. Police said the woman was transported to Hennepin County Medical Center, where she was later pronounced dead. No identity has yet to been re- uh, been released. According to investigators, the woman was not in a crosswalk area when she was hit. The driver of the vehicle is cooperating with investigators, according to police. A judge says there is no way that she will punish a father of three victims of Larry Nassar after the dad tried to attack the former sports doctor in a Michigan courtroom. Randall Margraves rushed and tried to attack the disgraced former sports doctor this morning during a sentencing hearing in Michigan after the judge declined his request for five minutes alone with what he called the demon in a locked room. Did you see this video? I did. I don't blame the guy a bit. I'm I don't surprised either. it doesn't happen more often. I don't either. Uh, I was. The deputies, you could tell after he made the first statement, they must have been poised and ready mm-hmm. because they were Johnny on the spot as right. soon as he uh, went anywhere. He was blocked by an attorney and tackled by sheriff's deputies. Two of the man's doctor, uh, daughters excuse me, had just told the judge that they and another sister had been sexually abused by Nasser under the guise of medical treatment. Margraves looked at Nasser, shook his head, and called him a profanity while speaking at the courtroom podium. The judge cautioned Margraves about using such language. He then asked for five minutes alone with Nasser. The judge, of course, said she couldn't allow that. He then asked for one minute. Again, she declined, and that's when he lunged at Nasser, who was sitting nearby. Why didn't they let him just land one and then get him? Yeah. That's what I would You mean like the bailiff going, oh, wait, I'm about to... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres had a gift for her audience on the show that runs today. One million dollars. What? To be split among the audience. Uh, here's the backstory. For several months, Ellen has partnered with Cheerios and encouraged people to take part in the One Million Acts of Good campaign. As part of her 60th birthday celebration, she brought in an entire studio audience full of participants who took part in the campaign. 
How about you and Pat do that at the fair next yeah. year? Really much. Many in the audience. social split the tab. Many in the audience screamed in excitement while many cried. Others appeared dumbfounded and shocked. Well, what's the audience hold? Well, thank you because uh, my uh, first question upon reading the story was that none of the stories, and there were probably three or four different versions, addressed how many are in the audience. I'm on it. There he well, goes. I, I already did. I, you I, went to I, the oh, Google? I went to the Google out there. Uh, there's no current reading, however. A story based from 2012 said there were 420 people at the. Uh, taping of an Ellen show. Uh, so I did the math on What's that. What's the math on that? That'd be about 2400 bucks for each audience member. Yeah. A million. So. That beats a poke in the eye with a sharp stick. <laughs> now, do you have to take out taxes? I mean, do you get taxed on a uh, gift donation a like question. that? I'm I have sure no idea. Would. I'm yeah. sure you would. So you're sure. walking away with 1200 Yeah, Gover- get that. Government would want their part. By the That's time sure. you got done leaving the show and paying the valet and and having dinner, you wouldn't have a dime. No, out. it's going to cost you It'll money. It'll cost you money <laughs> to have won part of the million. <laughs> Legendary Marvel Comics creator and publisher Stan Lee has been hospitalized, according to a spokesperson. TMZ, the first to report the 95-year-old had fallen ill. TMZ cites sources as saying Lee was rushed to Cedars-Sinai Medical Center in Los Angeles from his home after suffering shortness of breath and irregular heartbeat. A spokesperson for Lee said Stan is doing well and feeling good. He is staying in the hospital for a few days for some checkups as a safety precaution. Uh, Lee, of course... uh, he created most of the characters that are now in movies and or in comic books, including Spider-Man, X-Men, Iron Man, The Hulk, Black Panther, and The Fantastic Four. When he turned 95 in December, stars of the popular Marvel movies and TV shows like The Avengers wished him a happy birthday on social media. If you like persistence, you'll love this guy. The man was arrested for suspected DUI this week after he crashed into a minivan while driving on the wrong side of the road, and he then continued driving for one block, even after a wheel fell off of his vehicle. Wow. The crash occurred around 1.15 as the man, uh, one fifteen in the afternoon, as the man in a pickup truck was going west on Telegraph Street in Washington City. The truck crossed the center line, drove into oncoming traffic for several blocks before it hit the back of a minivan that was trying to turn left. The truck lost its front passenger side wheel after the crash. That didn't matter. Those stories are less funny Ever since this idiot killed the kid on Chisago Lakes last yeah, weekend. That's, yeah. Yeah, it's a, that's to, a horrible story. Way to go, John. What? Yeah, thanks, John. You really bummed really, me out. I really appreciate that. Wow. You know, sometimes. Uh, anyway, he drove for one block, leaving a groove in the roadway with the uh, missing tire. He eventually stopped in front of a house where St. George News reports he told the occupant of the house, don't tell them I was texting. But, <laughs> The man was arrested for DUI and a drug charge as well as traffic. You you know what's really the worst thing about other motorists texting? Hmm. You can't even get their attention to give them the finger. Exactly. Because they're buried in the phone. Yep. Rook and I driving to Crystal Monday saw a woman, and I I desperately wanted to to be uh, violently profane to her, and she wouldn't lift her face up from the phone, driving on 100, going 60 miles an hour. And then the the, the best is the one that's in the left lane going 40 yeah. in a 70. <laughs> yeah. I got to send this LOL. Dave Dahl coming up? I think so. All right.
Here's Dave Dahl. Thank you, Joe. Right now we're at seven above, wind chill of five below. So not too bad. The winds are not that strong uh, this afternoon. They are going to pick up a little bit again tonight. Some light snow and flurries starting to develop out to our west. We should see that move through here between about 5 and 7 p.m. tonight. So there may be a little bit of a coating overnight with mostly cloudy skies. The overnight low temperature stays pretty mild at 10 above. Tomorrow, though, it goes up to 18. There will be 2 to 4 inches of snow that... Uh, are produced throughout the day. I think it'll probably be heaviest in the middle part of the afternoon. And then through the evening tomorrow, conditions could be a little bit tricky for travel. Saturday night, it drops all the way down to three below. And for Super Bowl Sunday, a high of only six above, wind chills of 15 to 20 below, uh, with some morning clouds giving way to a little sunshine in the afternoon. And next week, some morning snow on Monday, uh, another one to two inches possible there. Otherwise, most of the week staying very cold with highs only in the low teens and lows below zero most of next week. Again, Re- Review Sunday again, please. That's the game day. Yeah, that's the game day. Um, the temperature will probably start out around 8 above in the morning, and temperatures pretty much dropping through the day. And wind chills of 15 to 20 below zero. I think the uh, worst of those wind chills are going to be right in the middle part of the afternoon. Uh, right before the game starts. So a lot of folks will be uh, getting that shot. What kind of winds? They're going to be in that 15-mile-per-hour range. Mm-hmm. And when you have temperatures dropping down to about 3 below zero by 8 p.m. Sunday night, uh, you're talking some pretty hefty wind chills. So, it's it's yeah, it's not going to be real pleasant trying to uh, get into the game even. No, we were saying earlier on the show that uh, despite all this great work the organizers have done, and I'm serious, they put together a hell of a week. Yeah. What The only thing that will be remembered, the only thing will be if people have to wait an hour to get inside that ballpark. Yes, that very good point. Yeah. I, I hope they get it figured out. I really do. For all the security stuff, yep. Right now it's seven above, Joe. All right, thank you. Uh, this being uh, of football so prominently in the news, uh, many uh, emailers uh, have beseeched me, beseeched me to uh, look at a, a video from Jeopardy. Is that the name of the show? Yes, sir. Alex Trebek. Yep. Was it last night? Uh, February, yeah, February 1st. Okay. That's when this one was published on YouTube. What's today? The second? There you go. Apparently the contestants were asked football questions. Yep. And uh, apparently uh, were were dumbfounded, didn't have a clue. And just as apparently that that drove Trebek crazy. Yeah. And I, I'm glad I'm alerted to these because I can't watch uh, Jeopardy. I can't watch game shows or daytime television. It gives me an anxiety attack, so I can't watch those. <laughs> so I'm glad uh, people uh, let me know about this. So you have the video, right? Uh, football 200. Your choice, do or don't name this play in which the quarterback runs the ball and can choose to pitch it to another back. <laughs> An option play. Ryan? <laughs> Uh, football, 400. I can tell you guys are big football fans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tom Landry perfected the shotgun formation with this team. Come on. Come on. My mother would have gotten this. Dallas Cowboys. Uh, do you think we should go to commercial? <laughs> Ryan? Take it on to 600. Okay, by signaling for one of these, stop, a returner can uh, reel in a kick without fear. I don't understand how the game works. Why would these morons have kept choosing football questions? It's the only category that's left. I'm sorry. So there's, what is there, six that go across the board? I have no idea. Yeah, so each category, that's the only one that's remaining. Okay. So the dollar amount keeps going up. All right. Fear of getting tackled. (laughs) It's the fair catch question. 
Right. Fair catch. Emotions. Two clues left, Ryan. Yeah. 800. These penalties are simultaneous violations by the offense and defense that cancel each other out. Oh, come on. And they are called offsetting penalties. <laughs> Let's look at the uh, $1,000 clue just for the fun of it. <laughs> Jimmy? As Minneapolis's U.S. Bank Stadium prepares to host Super Bowl 52, I'm looking at the Ring of Honor with names from this defensive line that took the Vikings to four Super Bowls. Oh, no. There's not a chance. No. If you guys <laughs> ring in and get this one, I will die. <laughs> Who are the purple people eaters? Page We're going to take a break. I have to talk to them. That's incredible. Wow. That's incredible for a number of reasons. For just one, one question alone, the Landry Dallas question, isn't hasn't that settled into the national consciousness? You you would think so, but I mean, and he's a legendary coach. And wasn't there a fair catch question? Yeah, and and, and he also motioned uh, to signal as as a receiver would. Well, again, I'm torn. Am I to be happy about this or worried? That's incredible. Yeah. How, how old were these people, these they, contestants? One, the one kid looked like he was in his mid-20s. That's your yeah. uh, NFL demo. That's incredible. Uh, did you catch this part of the uh, of that show? I didn't catch any part of it. Water's yellow. <laughs> Incorrect. Are you sure? I made some yesterday. Spelled your name on a snowbank, of course. It was a mother's handwriting. <laughs> she was holding the pen. So does he. <laughs> I despise you. Burt Reynolds. Um, <clears throat> Want to give me uh, Andre the Giant for... $1,000. No, it, it's not a category. Let's just go to Potent Portables for $600. Oh, the 40th anniversary of Saturday Night Live, the Jeopardy skit was so easily... So as recently as uh, however many years ago... That was 2015. The show was still funny. Because it's not funny now. They have... They don't know what to do with themselves. They have far more misses than hits. They, 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 they still have some skits that are pretty good. They believe an embarrassment of riches has fallen into their lap with Trump, and they've quickly exhausted it with Baldwin. And now they just... They're just... They're, uh, they're adrift. They're just not funny. When just not funny. When Norm McDonald walks out as Burt Reynolds, that is hilarious. With the giant cowboy hat yeah, and giant says, foam cowboy hat. Alex, I'd like to solve the puzzle. <laughs> that gets me every oh, single. And he time. shows up in a car with the bullhorns on the hood. And... He drove it. <laughs> who was the Who was Alex Trebek? That's uh, Will Ferrell. It was funny. Oh. God, that's, that's good. That's funny. That's really, really good. Play funny. a little more of that when we come back, yes, would sir. you? All right. It was just reported to me, it was just reported to me by a reliable source that Justin Timberlake was at the Target store on University in Hamlin in St. Paul buying his own new album. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's uh interesting. G- give me give me a little more of uh Saturday Night Live's version of Jeopardy. Here comes Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds, what are you doing here? (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, it's not my name. All right, Turd Ferguson. (laughs) Uh, Sorry I'm late, I uh, had to pick up my podium from the the garage. Well, you're not late, you weren't invited. (laughs) I'd like to solve the puzzle, Alex. (laughs) 
This isn't Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> Who is Andre the Giant? <laughs> is that an answer to a question? <clears throat> no, I'm just wondering. Uh, just wondering who is Andre the Giant. <laughs> oh my God, he is funny. Oh. That's funny. See, it was Sean Connery, uh, Burt Reynolds. Uh, the gal was playing Justin Bieber. Yeah, some gal playing Justin Bieber. And then uh, Baldwin was was uh, Tony Bennett, Tony, and he kept oh. he kept talking into the the buzzer. Well, do you have any Tony Bennett? Oh, you, I'd have to re, uh, rewind. Well, you it. don't have to. There's too <laughs> much kept, for Bennett. He kept talking into the buzzer. You ring in. Thought it was a microphone. <laughs> that's brilliant. That was that's funny. very funny. Oh God, that's funny. I'd like to solve the puzzle, Alex. Fourteen million people are expected to miss work Monday. Well, I know a couple in my house. No, I'm just kidding. I'll, well, that's ridiculous. Here. You know, one. Well, but what if people plan it? What if they? What if they take no, a day no, of vacation? No, this is 14 million people planning to call in sick. It's oh. called Super Sick Monday. Oh. Why not have this damn game on a Saturday? That'd solve I, that. I agree. 1500 ESPN is KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis. It's seven.